the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Well, now on the hard shoulder, it's time for our weekly relationship slot. And this week, our resident expert is away on holiday. So it's a great pleasure to talk again to Judy James, a body language expert, to talk through some of the body signals we give off when a relationship is both going well and going badly. Don't forget, if you have any relationship advice or queries, do email the hard shoulder at newstalk.com or text us at 53106 and we will deal with your problems with anonymity. Welcome to the programme, Judy. Let's start with a romantic relationship. Tell me the kind of positivity that, uh, you know, you kind of subconsciously emit when you're in love. They say love is the suspension of the normal faculties. What do you exhibit? You're absolutely right. And also, love is something that makes us look way more attractive as well because it changes our body language. Um... Our facial features soften, our expression softens. The face that we normally wear, for instance, when you're out shopping or minding your own business, that kind of often quite dour face that we don't realise that we're wearing until we catch sight of ourselves in the mirror. When we're in love, the whole expression softens. The cheeks widen, often go into what are called apple cheek shapes. There's that almost suppressed smile where you can't stop yourself smiling. The eye expression softens. The pupils will dilate when you look at the person that you love. So and in terms of the body language, um, that won't automatically relax because sometimes as anybody who has been or is in love will tell you, uh, love can be very stressful. So you might either get a lot of body tension when you're anxious or worried, um, even though you're in a loving relationship, or if it's one of those relationships where it's existed for a while and you're relaxed, again, often your body shape looks more attractive, your shoulders relax, you lose the muscle tension in the shoulder muscles. So it's called the look of love, and um, that's how everybody else will always know when you're in love straight away. All right. Now let's talk of the communications, the kind of unrehearsed, uh, uh, sort of almost automatic reflex uh, conditions between two people that are romantically engaged. I would have said eye contact, smile and and kind of leaning towards the person would be because I, I actually, you know, uh, I both in business and in relationships, uh, I, 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 I actually read a book about an FBI guy and he told me, uh, I read all the signals about how to tilt the head like a dog does to make people like you and so on. So I actually use all this, not for romantic purposes, <laughs> but for purely manipulative purposes. But tell me, for two people that are loved up, the expressions that are kind of authentic between each other, Yeah, I mean, you will get an increase. um, I mean, in the early stages, you might get a decrease of eye contact if if your emotions are making you a little bit shy. But once the relationship's established, you should get a lot of eye-to-eye gazing going on because um, we're often trying to find out as much as we can about the other person. It's almost as though you want to reach into their soul to understand them. And the eyes will definitely be... Um, the portals to, to, to sort of their inner, inner and most in-depth feelings. 
uh, you get a lot of what are called tie signs. Now, these are things that the couples themselves don't really know that they're doing. They'll just think that they're maybe touching one another, more tactile. But we use um, those little touches to communicate with one another, little taps, little squeezes of the hand, little strokes of the arm, so that the couple will become synchronised. So they might be walking down the road, maybe arms around one another's waist, and one tiny little squeeze of the waist, and they'll immediately tune in to how the other person's feeling and maybe uh, get a signal from them, like, you know, that signal, we're leaving this party now, you know, that kind of... That kind of um, yeah, but, you did, but, but and, and that's not really the area where I was going to... Is, is, is more, so you're in the situation... Uh, you look across a crowded room, you're single, and the other person is purporting to be single as well. And how do you know if it's a click? Uh, um, that will be, and it will be again, you're absolutely right, that will mainly, most of the work will be done with the eyes. I know people always talk about flirting and body flirting and everything, but the main signal will be to catch the other person's eye um, and hold the eye gaze for perhaps half a second to a second longer than you would do if it was somebody that was of no interest to you whatsoever. Uh, sometimes you'll then get an eyebrow shrug from one or both of you where the eyebrows will just sort of go up and down reasonably. Yeah, an eyebrow subtly. flash, I call that. You know, yeah, just a quick uh, thing. That That's always a good come on. It, it's a nice signal of approval that doesn't look too old-fashioned. You know, it, it's, it's quite amusing, quite upbeat, and it makes the other person feel just that little bit more confident that, you know... Oh, How about uh, something very old-fashioned, a wink? I, I think in this day and age, I think there are rules against... Oh. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm no, prehistoric I, I myself. That very much depends. I have to say, um, some people find that um, offensive. Um, other people think it's the best thing in the world. But slightly playing with fire with that one. But, but the eyebrow flash, I think, will always be just that little bit... Okay, and and any no-nos? Well, I I think the kind of, the very, very obvious looking up and down the body that looks as though you're sort of looking to see what their body shape and their figures are. You're looking at her as if she's a prized livestock or something like that. And And I suppose the remark, uh, get your coach pulled, would be a bit bit premature. (laughs) That's that's chat-up line, never, that one. (laughs) Um, And I think, you know, what you were saying about the head tilt, now that, it's a nice gesture but if somebody you've seen across a crowded room and they look interested and then they tilt their head and look look the other person up and down the body I think that can actually look quite sleazy so under those circumstances it wouldn't work as much as it would do in the circumstances you were talking about which is where it would show active listening signals All right. that people now, would find attractive let, Let's move on they get all loved up and then the seven year itch comes in what are the negative signals that start to develop in a relationship that's going sour before everyone in the, the dogs in the street know yeah, it's gone sour I, I think a lot of it is that a complete change of facial expression it's the, uh, the, the softening tends to go um, you get more distraction signals and I mean I, everybody these days is moaning about the fact that oh you're not listening to me you're on your mobile phone etc but it's almost as though those things become an ever present um, thing that's just demanding the other person's attention so they've got one eye on the phone or one eye on the laptop and um, not listening quite so much um, when you speak it's that lack of interest where they're not paying you 
full attention. You're not getting the full eye contact. You're not getting... Well, the, the sport could be on. You know, the match could be at a delicate stage or the race or the golf. I mean, like, you can't be totally attentive all the time when the sport's on the telly. <laughs> I think I think you get to know that about one another. I mean, I think you do, you sort of grow together so that you know, well, there's no point in me having a really important conversation with you when, you know, we're about to win the cricket or the football or something mm. like that. But it's those moments when you would normally be chatting, you know, those moments maybe when you're sitting over the dinner in the evening or uh, sitting maybe watching television, you turn it off. You're not even discussing the television with one another. So it's the lack of sharing, but also it's the lack of synchronized body movement. Um, mirroring is a kind of natural byproduct of a good, comfortable, loving relationship where you're almost as synchronized as a sort of a ballroom dancing partner. You move together, you find one another very comfortable. It doesn't matter whether you're leaning against one another, it always works. Suddenly no. that goes out the window and, and you lose that mirroring, you lose the synchronicity, you, you go out of kilter without yeah. realizing how or why. The other thing I need to talk to you about is uh, lie detector. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. And this could be in, in a work situation or in uh, any type of relationship. How can, what are the telltale signs that someone is telling fibs? This would relate very much to how they look. Like, like a lie detector machine, which is where they take a reading when they're being, you know, they'll always ask them the question first off that they will tell the truth so that they can get a, a normal reading. When you know the person, if you're in a relationship, you will know this about them. You know how they behave when they're being honest. What you then do is to look for differences because it can vary a lot from um, what I call nonverbal diarrhea, lots of hand-waving, gesticulation going on, um, or it might be that they sit very, very still and go into sort of poker face mode where they don't move very much at all. Uh, you might get the, the look away, and I know that's always a cliche that people say, oh, you can tell that they looked away, but it will be on the point of lie, possibly. Um, so they're trying to use a cut-off with their eye expression. You can't see their eyes. But again, you might actually be in a relationship with somebody who finds eye contact pretty difficult. So, uh, But you'll know the one that normally would look at you and then suddenly can't quite look you in the eye uh, when they're telling that lie. And is there anything like touching your... Like they say if you touch your earlobe and rub it, it's a sign that you're bored with the conversation and you want to move on. Is there anything like touching your nose... Well, the mouth features another, about lying? The nose was a cliche that actually had foundations in truth. Have you heard of the Pinocchio effect? Which evidently they have found out that when we lie, it, it dilates the blood vessels, which can make the nose grow. It gets larger. But thank goodness it's not visible to the naked eye. But evidently the, the effect actually does make the nose a little bit itchy. So we often link the nose touching with lying uh, and also because that provides a cut-off so that you're almost covering your mouth as well because possibly you feel guilty about what you're about to say. However, you know, I have to say before everybody starts getting leaving their partners in droves, it might just be that they've got an itchy nose. So um, it's not a good thing to do yourself when you're lying because it can look more as though you're lying, but it's not 100% when you're evaluating your partner. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. A fount of knowledge of all the giveaway signals that the person doesn't realise they're giving off, both negative and positive. My thanks to body language expert and author, Judy James, that's with an I. Thank you indeed, as always, for joining us on The Hard Shoulder. Thank you so much. 